This is Bobblecast Season 5, Episode 8. This is Total Fan Service for Sunday, December 4th. Today we talk about Best Wishes 56 and 57, the Victini movie in theaters, the Weekly News Bulletin, annoying release dates, and the Jump Festa announcements. All coming up next on Bulbacast. To Bulbacast, uh, I'm your host, Hurset, and today with me I have Musashi. Hi, everyone. I have Luna. Arr. Arr. Luna's a pirate. Arr. Yes. Me bounty, me booty. <laughs> 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 and I also have Highway Unicorn with me today. Hi, every pony. Oh, <laughs> just for you. Right. Just, just, just for me. Okay. Uh, so uh, we'll go to the first topic on our schedule today, which is uh, Black and White Fifty Six, which is the Iris and the Dino episode. And this episode starts with Ash and Silent battling. They're mid battle when, oh my gosh, Dino pops out of a rock. Iris goes nuts. It's a dragon. I mean, she's a dragon trainer. Uh, Di- Dino then bashes more rocks, and then Iris. Um, and she's not happy now. Uh, then the two dino get to silence food, and it is on. Ash and Co. and their Pokemon try to detain the dino, but they fail miserably. Iris sets her mind on catching them, but Ash says, no, you must weaken them first. Uh, they do that. Pikachu uses Electro Ball, and, uh, and <laughs> actually uses dra- Dragon Rage, and the dino are ready to be captured. Uh, but no, the Pokeballs fail. Wah, wah. At this point, the character of the day turns up, and these Pokemon are from the Pokemon daycare that he runs. Uh, he introduces himself as Bobby. Ash and co. decide to help out at the daycare, uh, where everything's in tip-top shape. Especially um, the dino there, who are quite a handful to take care of, though. Uh, except there's one dino who's shy and hides behind bushes and never eats. And Iris sees this, and her she becomes very determined with flames and everything to take care of this dino and get get it to eat and become more sociable. Um, so they go around. First, they have to go around and help Bobby feed all the Pokemon using his color-coded jars of food and goodness. <laughs> and after feeding all uh, the Pokemon, Ash, Silen, and Iris are absolutely exhausted. But Bobby's ready to do more work, and he has muscles of a god uh, because they're, they're literally they're giant because he does a lot of work. Um. And so at this point, they cut away, and you cut to Team Rocket. You cut to Team Rocket. Uh, uh, at this point, we get to see Team Rocket for the first time in a little bit. Uh, and they cut to Team Rocket starting new plans with Zager, and they want to harness the power of the Kami Trio, and they travel to this island. Uh, then they cut back to Ash, and it's night number one. Number one. Uh, and Irish, they wake up, and Iris is still outside talking to the dino behind the, the one that's behind the bush. Um, and then it tells the story. It's the story of the angry, angry Drudagon. And this story goes: Once upon a time, there was an angry Drudagon, and he was angry and scared everybody. But there was an old lady who was the elder of Iris's village, and she went and talked to the angry Drudagon. And then everybody was happy because the angry, angry Drudagon was no longer angry. Um, and so that's I, Iris tells the story to the dino. Uh, and that point, it cuts to the morning, uh, and they decide, and they need to feed all the Pokemon again. Um, and Cylon is clearly not built for work, and he complains. Uh, and Iris still is trying to get the Dino to eat, but it won't. Uh, and Iris almost gives up, but then she holds out this. She holds out a, a, a piece of food to it, and it sniffs it, and then it eats it, and it loves it, and it's adorable, and it bonds with Iris, and it eats the whole bowl. By the time they wake up in the no- morning. Um, and in that morning, the trainers of the two crazy dino, the ones that headbutt everything, uh, they come back and they get their Pokemon back. And they thank Bobby for taking care of their Pokemon and leave to the hap, which makes Bobby quite happy. Um, they cut to the night again, and it's starting to rain. So Iris goes outside and gets the adorable dino, and it's adorable because Iris is inside, and it's just adorable. Um, and then cut to morning lots of day changes morning and they feed all the Pokemon Uh, then it looks like the dino that Iris has been working with all these days his his trainer has returned Uh, but you know know, the the dino's hiding from this trainer and Iris calls him mean but no it's not his Pokemon 
the Fungus is the trainer, this breakdancer's Pokemon. So Iris is happy, and is he, she offers the dino to come with her, and they're about to leave, and then Dino's real trainer shows up. And Dino's real trainer has been stuck in Charged Stone Cave. He got lost, and he's been hurt. And so, you know, Dino runs up to this trainer and embraces it, and Iris is, is sad, but she understands that this trainer loves his Pokemon, and it's all good. But and it's all sad. But then she remembers, oh, it's all good. I have Axew. And it's everyone's happy. And Bobby's like, let's do work. And they're like, no. And then they leave. Um <laughs> at that point they cut you know, that's that's that ending of that. But at that point they cut to Team Rocket on the island and they have their iPad and they're gonna take over the world by harnessing the power of the Kami trio. And then the episode ends. So that was the episode. Uh what did you guys think of this episode? Bobby! <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Bobby son! <laughs> um, I liked it, but I thought uh, Iris's interactions with the dino were too forced at times. Like, we know she's trying to be a... I, if anything, I hope that her experience with it makes her remember her goal and train ask you harder. Because her I goal thought the... Uh, I thought the preview was kind of misleading. It made it seem like it was going to be this big emotional episode and we'd all cry, but it wasn't really all that emotional. And Iris and Monozu didn't really bond as much as I was hoping for. So by the end, it was like, I felt bad she was sad, but it wasn't quite as emotional as I was hoping for. Uh, there was just like a lot of missed opportunities. I think they could have done better. Yeah, I would... I didn't. I didn't personally watch the previews, so I don't. I don't. Couldn't speak to that one way or another. But I think, from what I could tell, there was there was a lot of there there was a lot of possible. Yeah, I agree with that because there was a lot of possibility for this Dino and Iris to have kind of like this emotional thing, but it was just kind of there. Not meant to be really. Yeah. Yeah. It just, Plus, it we knew it had a trainer. So of course she wasn't gonna get it. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be the first time that we've picked up an abandoned Pokemon. That's true. But he wasn't abandoned. Yeah. Well, no, he wasn't abandoned, but if the trainer never came, it would have seemed like he was abandoned. If the guy had died in the cave, no one would have known that he wanted to get back to his dino really badly. Mm-hmm. The timing just worked out. Yeah. <laughs> I think there just wasn't enough Iris in the episode. There was like a lot of Satoshi and dense scenes, and they just sort of cut those out and have it just on Iris alone for like 90% of the episode. I think that would have helped a lot. Yeah, it would have helped the emotional appeal. Because the preview they showed, it was like Iris crying at the Dino and the sunset, and you know. Bobby. Bobby! Those muscles. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what, what the episode the muscles of gods <laughs> the muscles of a god or something the muscles like that. of a god or the gods i'm not quite sure they were Find very out. impressive muscles i will say especially since the guy looks absolutely spry when you know when his, he does. When, his when his sleeves are down this, this little this little like like I can't think of any word but fabulous, really. <laughs> but he does all this work and then he ta- rolls up his shirt and it just has these giant muscles. It was kind of weird you know what i mean i don't know yeah for a guy for, for a guy to for a guy with an ascot to have muscles like that yeah it's like so i think they took the best parts of you know that world and just stuck them all together <laughs> yeah <laughs> if so you catch I, my meaning right continue i i uh i, I definitely liked the character of the day today uh no, well, not today but for this episode um because he he had a personality that wasn't really as one-dimensional as it would seem, you know. I mean, he wasn't just like this caretaker. He did he he was yeah, that's true. Very like hands-on. He was very hands-on. He did all the work around this place. He was he was showing us like he did a lot of work, and he just didn't he didn't just take care of the Pokemon. It was a big ordeal. Yeah, I wasn't and, expecting him to be as involved as he was. Mm-hmm. I definitely like the fact that he seemed to be—he seemed to dedicate his entire day and probably even some of his night to um, 
you know, the welfare of the Pokemon, considering that's a lot of food that he ended up having to make. Mm-hmm. It, and it, color it, code? Uh, well, the color coding, yeah. Um, you know, those kind of, like, that a number of animals, because he, he had a lot of, you know, he had a, he had a lot of charges in his daycare, and the fact that he put a lot of work into it, and the fact that he did it alone most of the time, seemed to really emphasize the fact that how much work he would he did. And I think the fact that they actually did focus on Silent and Nash so much was to actually help emphasize the fact that Bobby put in a lot of work to this daycare. So I think that because there was a you know one-episode deal involving the daycare, that they kind of wanted to show off, oh yeah, this is what the daycare should be, versus also, you know, the um, Iris and Dino plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think, I mean, that was it was to the detriment of the Iris and Dino plot, but I definitely liked the the character of the day. Mm-hmm. Do we have any more thoughts on that? Not particularly. <laughs> it, that episode, pretty much, it is what it is. You know? Mm-hmm. It set up the Rockets' next plot, and that's about all I can say about it. The Comic Trio episode is, is in, like, two episodes after the um, Chili and Corn Cress. Chili and Cress episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's coming up soon. Yeah, yeah it's, it's two the weeks, last folks. of December, and it goes into the first episode of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a way to kick in the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, uh, I will hand over to Luna to talk about Black and uh, Best Wishes Fifty Seven. <laughs> this one's gonna be fun, kids. Episode <laughs> <laughs> episode's called Swift Hero A Glider versus Frisio Man. We are in Drift City today, and the gym is just in sight. But just as Ash runs into the doors, they open, as they are wont to do, and he runs straight, straight face first into the Sandman himself. Clay. But Clay is a busy old cowhand, so no, Ash, you have been denied. But Clay's larger-than-life presence is not the only thing Driftvale has to offer. Introducing Heartbreaker Charles, the motorcyclist! And oh my god, what is that thing on his head? Ignoring his Yankee do, Charles rolls up to the kids on his motorcycle with his faithful sidekick Excelgore in tow. And I assume he offers to take the kids around Driftvale's other local attractions coincidence that he takes them to the Driftvale Market, his in-game hangout? No. But everyone knows Charles, and they seem to love him, too. Silent even seems to love Charles. I cannot imagine why. The thieves don't like Charles, as a ducklet proves by stealing from one of the food vendors and escaping. But while the kids make chase, Charles does not. Encountering the ducklet in the side alley forces ducklet to use scald in Ash's face. This feels like a theme I think I've seen before. And he comes out burned. The Ducklet's human partner is waiting in their getaway car, and ho, they are about to escape. But no! Up on the roof, who is that handsome pair? It's Kaiketsu A. Glider and his partner, Axel Goro. Wait a minute. Never mind. He is here to save us as he attempts to stop the bad guys. Oh, no, wait. He doesn't do that either. As the car speeds away, and they fail spectacularly. Well, okay, recover, and Axel Goro, chase them with double team. This impresses the kids greatly. A glider attempts to follow, but his motorcycle fails. It's failure around every corner. But while it looks like the thieves will get away, out pops a tin bore from nowhere, ramming its wood into the car's grill and stopping them in its tracks. And its traitor, a a woman named Linda, is now responsible for saving the day. Officer Jenny takes the thieves away. A glider has vanished, and Charles has returned. Uh, let's see. Linda lays it into him thick, and Silent and Iris are suddenly in on Charles' deepest, darkest secret. Ash... (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Ash, on the other hand, is as naive as ever and does not get it. He really likes a glider, though, and hey, Charles finds this awesome. But as Linda leaves, a truck with a crossed-out Vanillite logo drives by. Suspicious indeed. It parks in the cold storage area, and two men dressed as Vanillite enter into the warehouse to meet Professor Serrara. I don't know how to pronounce that name. I am going to butcher it. I don't care. Hmm. The kids find time to say goodbye to Charles. Late that night, Linda is researching the truck and its logo, 
logo and then goes to track it down. She finds it. Success! She gets trapped. Oh, noes! Professor Surarara is here with his Bonnie Bonnie henchman. I'm like, Bonnie Bonnie, Bonnie Bonnie? Bonnie Bonnie henchman. Fights! Timber is frozen and Linda is subdued. With them tied up, Surarara tells of his evil plans, which is to make friends with all the vanillite he can and then try to take over the world with their help or something. Completely sensible, right? Meanwhile, Charles cannot keep away from the kids and finds them again. But what's this? Charles' spider sense is telling him something. So they all skitter off to Linda's place, figure out what she is doing, and rush over to get, to go back her up. Just in time, too, the enemy Vanillite ice the floor. Ash's tepig clears half of it away, and Ash sends Pikachu to attack, but Oshawott pops out to fight, slips on some ice, and magically saves the day by crashing into the bad guys. He's pretty damn proud, dude. But the enemy escapes in their truck, and Linda tells Charles they need a glider. Ash is confused, and his friends literally have to spell it out for him. Charles is a glider. Ash is literally drumstruck. But cue Tokusatsu Henshin into costume, and off our heroes go. Stop that truck, a glider. Cars chasing Sue's, finally proving how capable Charles really is as a common writer parody. The kids and Linda follow in his inner picker truck, and hey, it's battle time. <laughs> but not yet, because a- Ash accidentally calls a glider Charles, leading Professor Surara to reveal himself as Frijo Man, the masked villain with a cryogonal for a head. And he sends out his Pokemon partner. Everyone fears and awaits the mighty cryogonal. I can say this name. Cryogonal, it should be. Oh, no, wait, it's a vanillish. Disappoint. Battle! Pikachu and Timber versus the Henshi's 2 Vanillite, which is a good battle indeed, and the Vanillite go down. And Excelgore versus Vanillish, which is half good and half not so much. But our dashing hero triumphs over evil. Strike a pose and go for the last dynamic kick. K.O. And the world is now safe from one chilling villain. Meaning the hero can ride off into the night, leaving behind three new friends and a woman he would probably marry in later episodes. Was this really a tokusatsu series? The Rockets, meanwhile, have managed to reach the Shrine of Tornadus, foreshadowed in the previous episode, and we and seem to have smashed its shrine. Dun dun dun. To be continued. Thank huh. you for that, Luna. Uh, that was <laughs> that was <quite> amazing. <laughs> it was definitely interesting. What did what did you guys think about this? The episode was. I don't know very much Japanese so I didn't know that that was the uh the henchman's goal was to get the vanilla light or whatever they were doing but once I realized that I thought it was pretty lulzy it was a lulzy episode it was, it was fun to watch for sure yeah Pokemon doesn't really do many parody episodes like this so I really enjoyed uh Kamen Rider parody a lot it was just nice to get a break from all the Pokemon stuff and watch that kind of an, an episode I was kind of upset that they actually used Charles to do this. But at the same time, then I realized what would Charles actually do as a character if he was not some sort of funny thing to laugh at in the background. But he I, I didn't really play the games that much, so I didn't even know who Charles was, so that didn't affect my enjoyment of it at all. Mm, just yeah, but see, I, I thought if Charles was going to be in the anime at all, he would have, because in the games, he shows you triple battles or rotation battles. And yeah. I was hoping he would do something like that. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy him in the episode, but I was hoping it would be something more like that. He's a heartbreaker. His name, Charles. Heartbreaker. Yeah. I was just- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was hoping that they would actually insert that in somewhere, but I don't think they did, unless I missed something. But, um, the, I, I don't know. I, I really like this episode on, like, so many weird levels, <laughs> because it, re- it really was, like, it seemed like a parody of a parody in a way. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it, it was just like it took it took like the parody that a parody of you know Common Rider would be, and then made it worse. <laughs> yeah. and that just made it all that much better. Because, because I, I mean, I, I'm not. I, I mean, like, 
I'm not entirely familiar. I mean, like I get the into, I get the appeal with the um the genre and stuff like that. You know, the monsters of the day and the like the henchmen and the fact that the henchmen actually went banny banny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, they weren't very threatening henchmen. Uh, <laughs> oh, they were. But they actually did. I mean, like I enjoyed I enjoyed their battle against Pikachu and um Timber, and mm-hmm. it seemed like yeah. I think they will. They might have been competent trainers at one point <laughs> <laughs> until they joined up with the guy who apparently, uh, yeah, puts a cryogonal on his head, but then shows up with an ice cream cone. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was Not like, very scary. Even, even in the episode, they were expecting the old man face to come out of the Pokeball, and all of a sudden, no, no, it's just, it's, 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 it's a it's, 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 it's a vanillish. Yeah. But I think part of what you said earlier is is why I like the episode so much because I grew up loving Power Rangers and all that stuff. So just seeing, and it's been like years and years since I've watched the show. So seeing one of those monster of the days and bad guys and transforming into heroes with secret identities, it was just like such a nostalgia trip. So I think that was a large part of why I liked it. I like the fact that Linda knew like who it was anyway. She probably knew from yeah. the first moment he Well that's the thing, that's what I love. It's yeah. like, yes, everyone knows who he is. It's not a secret. Thank you, Pokemon, for not trying to play us all for fools. Only Sato she gets to be the fool. Yeah. Ash was yeah. really surprised. He was like, <laughs> Hey It was so <laughs> I love that part. You yeah, still I have, believe it, I don't imagine. I have to say I really for I I I have to admit, I've only started watching the anime starting with Best Wishes, so I really, I hadn't really seen too many of these parody episodes before, and I, it was probably one of my favorite episodes of Best Wishes so far. Just, it was, it was, it was funny, even though I couldn't understand what they were saying, because I don't speak Japanese, you know, it was the, having Ash be completely clueless was great, um, you know, and, and I did like the, the whole, the whole common writer parody. So I don't know. I really enjoyed it. So I guess that wraps it just about wraps it up for uh, best wishes 57. Um, but something else that's anime related that I wanted to have a quick chat about uh, was uh, you highway unicorn. And I both went to the release of uh, the new Pokemon movie, uh, the white Victini and Zekrom uh, in the movie theaters today. Uh, it was awesome. So it was awesome. Uh, uh, what did you think about that, Carly? Uh, Highway Unicorn. <laughs> you can call me Carly. Um, <laughs> what What do I think about the? Well, first of all, seeing a Pokemon movie in theaters again was a lot of fun for me. The last one I saw was Pokemon Two Thousand when I was like twelve or thirteen, so a long time ago, and. I really enjoyed the experience of seeing it in the theater. And I think that's where a lot of the enjoyment for the movie came for me. Um, and they gave you a little gift bag if you went. And it had a bikini card in it. A and, giant bikini card? Yeah, a giant bikini card. It's bigger and, than the size of my palm. Yeah, it's huge. And um, they gave you a little sample of the manga. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I, I have the actual manga. And I was looking at it. And the sample they gave you is not in order at all so um and then they gave you a sticker which sticker they also got they also gave you a qr code if you have pokedex 3d uh, oh yeah i didn't even look at that (laughs) um and they gave you an advertisement for uh pokemon online and so you got this little gift bag and that 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 was nice I, i like i like this 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 card is so big it's going up on my wall as a poster. Um, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do with mine too. <laughs> I got like three of them because <laughs> my dad went with me and they gave me one when I picked up my tickets. And then as we were leaving, they gave like me and my dad each one. So now we have three of these things. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I I enjoyed it. Um, it was I had I had only seen one of the Pokemon movies previously in theater when I was seven. When I was seven, I think it was Pokemon Two Thousand, and I I remember I remember that fondly. And so this was this was a huge nostalgia trip for me. And while the movie had, I I I was probably I'm highly critical of the movie for 
various reasons that we'll get to in into a minute. But I think I think definitely seeing it in a theater and like watching it on a giant screen and eating popcorn was something that was definitely worth it. Yeah, that was the best part of it for me. Mm-hmm. What did you think and, about the movie itself then? Um, the actual movie. Hold on. I actually have my review that I posted pulled up so I could have some plot points instead of just talking. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, the first thing, I think America did a really bad job showing off there were two movies. Because I had seen the Japanese trailer, you know, way back when. And they hyped it. They were like, oh, look, it's two movies. And they had the split screen. And they were like, check it out. You know, here's a shiny high dragon in this one. And a Golurk in this one. And look at these differences. And Zekrom's in this one. And Rashiram's in this one. And in America, I don't know like how your theater did it. But they just showed the trailer for the movie we were about to see. Which I thought that was weird. We didn't and, even see the trailer. Yeah. They, they showed it twice, actually. It was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, you guys are really reaching. Um, but once I got into the actual movie, uh, I realized I'm not going to spoil it, spoil it. But they did reference that uh, Rush Ram. Is that how we're going to say it? I always said Rashiram. But they got into that Rashiram was truth and Zekrom was ideals. And there was a part when uh, Ash uh, confronted Zekrom and he... He taught, they were like, what are your ideals? And he explained why he needed Zekrom to help him. And that that's the part in particular that made me want to see the other version of the movie. Because mm-hmm. obviously the dialogue is going to be different if he's confronting Rashiram and he has to say, what are your truths? Why do you truthfully want me to help you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that was... Personally, for me, I thought it w- they were trying to fit a lot into the, these, the, I think it was 100 minutes they were allotted. Um, they were was, trying to do way too much with the plot. Yeah, and it, and it sometimes it caused the plot to be kind of, there were a lot of, like, a lot of, like, hints at it, and they just cut it, and you wouldn't, like, it, it was it was really fast-paced, and it was kind of forced at times. Yeah. Um, that's my, I mean, and that, and that, and, and some, some, some moments were amusing. Um, I love the battle competition at the beginning. That was so cool. Seeing them like battle in the streets. Well, <laughs> the only thing is that they did the whole battle competition in, during the credits, the, the pre, the pre-credits, right? Yeah. And okay. They did that. Like, it felt like the credits came. What was it? Like 10 minutes into the movie. At it least. was, it was 10. It was, it was, I actually looked at my watch and it was, it was 20 minutes into the movie. It felt like a really long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that was, that was a bit bizarre. Um, and there were, there were a couple, because the plot was so fast, there were a couple moments where they had to, to, to ruin cute moments of like, of Victini with seriousness and vice versa. So it that was my main problem with it, but it was a it was a good movie. I I mean I not as I didn't like it as much as the ones I've seen pre- previously, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed it very much. And I you know it was weird because Nick TV's plot. I really you know there were times that I felt sad for him because you know they did. I think they did a good job at emphasizing how lonely he was. Mm-hmm. You know because he's I don't well. No, it's not a spoiler, but pretty much Victini's trapped on this island and he can't leave the barrier. So, you know, and they did a couple scenes that show, like, you know, they emphasized how lonely he was and it was that. And, you know, I thought they forced the part with the dragons a bit much, you know, like tying that into Victini. Because, I mean, Victini has his story. And then mm-hmm. to bring the dragons into it, personally... I thought, like, they had the scene with the two brothers where they explained, you know, truth and ideals and how they clashed in the big war. I thought it would have been cool to do a movie about that for the dragons. And the Dragon Force? In the Okay, there's there's a metal band called Dragon Force. That, that, <laughs> that, 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 the best part is, is it involved fire and flames and yes the fire we carry on yes. yeah. <laughs> i was laughing at that yes. um, um, yeah but i i thought that i mean i i don't and the other thing that bothered me about the plot is it sounds weird to say 
but it seemed okay. Maybe the Dragon Force it does cover the world or whatever. But what? Uh, what was his name? What was the guy's name? I can't. Damon. Mm-hmm. That was his name. Um, it seemed very personal for him to tie the dragons into this. Like not to be that guy, but why would these awesome legendary dragons care about this? You know, like I mean, what do they have to do? They're just hanging out in their little orbs. Mm-hmm. But it it seemed like a bit much to bring the dragons into this mm-hmm. at times. I actually like the dragons in it because I'm I, I liked how how it was quite parallel to the games and, and what one of the good things that the black and white did was that whole um, the whole backstory behind the two dragons the truth and ideals and if you remember battling N they talked about the two kings you know? yes this 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 was this was a giant reference to that and that that made me quite happy because that, that made was me one happy of the better as well. parts that was one of the better parts of the games um, so that was good. Um, so, so overall pretty good, do you think? Oh, I loved it overall. But the other thing too, I have to say is there was a couple small things I really liked, like when they showed the purloin and, uh, Cylon <laughs> flinched at it. Like he so obviously flinched at it. And I thought it was kind of ironic because that episode just aired this week with purloin. And I know that was probably a coincidence, but I was like, ah, I see what she did there. <laughs> 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 and, uh, the rockets were totally unnecessary in this movie. Oh, I mean, that's another thing. They had three scenes, I think. No, and they had more. They had two when they were in their out, like when they're in their classy outfits. Classy, quite classy. Oh god, they look so well. Masashi looked gorgeous in that in, in that outfit, and I was like, oh my god, this is uh, this is total fan service right now. I know it, you know. And uh, so they had two scenes in like their outfits. And then they had, I think, two or three scenes when they were in their uniforms. And they were completely unnecessary. Like, they talked about wanting to steal Victini, but they didn't do anything. <laughs> it reminded me of how they act more in DP. And uh, episodes past, it, they, the to- the, there was no seriousness to their scenes at all. They, it was not at all how they've been acting in our best wishes so far. It was very weird to see them like this. Yeah, it was... They, they 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 were just kind of along for the ride on the castle. Yeah, they they were just and you know even when it cut to them a few times, I was like, why are you showing this? Like mm-hmm. I don't. It felt weird to say, but I didn't care what they were doing. They weren't tied into the plot at all. They were just there to be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that is about it for the movie. Uh, the cartoon net cart Cartoon Network is actually going to show. The black version, I think, the black version of the this this movie. So we get to see the other version uh, on the tenth uh, at seven p.m. Eastern, uh, along with the Zorro arc movie at five p.m. Uh, so you can see if you didn't get a chance to see the white version, uh, you can see the black version on Cartoon Network. Um, <clears throat> and another thing uh, that's newsworthy is. The Japanese Pokemon centers are distributed shaman for the video games from December 19th to January 5th. So the contests, the contests in, uh, I think, I think, is it just America or is it America and other parts of the world as well? Wait, the befriend your uh, Pokemon? Yeah, the, the vote to befriend a Pokemon. I think it's North America only. Okay, so that has ended. And... Upon looking up on their press release about it, they're going to announce the winner on the 14th of 13th. December. The 13th of December? 13th. And it's going to be one of Ditto, Mudkip, or Arceus. Um, but they, they're going to release it on February 1st. That's, that's late. What do you guys think about them releasing it so late after the event? Oh, I don't remember. I don't re- when uh, they did a similar poll in Japan. I don't remember RCS taking forever to finally be released. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention because I wasn't going to get it anyway, since I don't have a Japanese game. But I, I that just I don't know. It seems kind of it's 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 odd in its own right. I don't think they've actually. I mean, we've we've spaced out our um our um our. 
uh, Dream World distri- distri- distributions before, but it just seems kind it's, of. It's two whole months from when the voting ended to when the, the Pokemon is released, and that's. Yeah. It's very strange. That's a good chunk of the year. To their and, credit, though, they have to have time to do that in the Dream World. You know, like they have to have time to. Do all they, the they programmed the whole thing in a year. I mean, a couple years, right? Two, three years. Yeah. It should take them two months to program in one Pokemon. It also, and like, all, and at the same time, again, it didn't. I don't remember Arceus taking two months. Who would have needed the same programming? Mm-hmm. Not that it actually would have needed programming because it was at level one hundred and it had all its level one hundred moves and it had no special abilities, so it wasn't anything new. People don't vote <laughs> for that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. They want Arceus. <laughs> I want Arceus, but we had like six Arceus distributions. They're not that rare. Hey, I don't have Arceus on my game. Maybe I want a level 100 Arceus. Then get someone <laughs> to clone it. I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I don't. You know what? I'll be honest. I haven't played the Dream World. Like I was obsessed with it when it first came out. I would play it every day. But I haven't played it in forever. It's lost. It maybe that's the thing too. Is they're trying to hype it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Because I lost interest in it. You know, I was playing the same games. I don't know if they changed the games at all, but I they've felt like I was two new games. Okay. I felt like I was with the two new levels. They've added two new games. Because I felt like I was playing the same, like what, like three or four games every day, all the time, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely get repetitive, especially well, since some of them just uh, yeah. But continue. Well, if 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 they're if that's what they're doing is trying to get more interest in the dream world again, two months is kind of a long build up time for that. Yeah, I think I, all they're going to do is make think. people forget about the event and the contest entirely. I don't get the point of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's kind I of. I logged into the Dream World once and never came back. It was just too boring for me. I stopped after fifty. <laughs> I I played it for a while. I was pretty into it for a while, and then I just I just got sick of. I don't know. It just got too repetitive for me, and the game. I, I'm glad they added more games. Maybe I'll have to check out those new games. And I heard they added a new world to it too. Is that true? Two new sections. Two new sections. Oh. Yeah. Because I know I got to the ocean. I was pretty pumped that I had all, like, it was like the the forest and then the sky and the uh, ocean. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to get me some water, folks. They have a haunted, uh, they have Rugged Mountain and Haunted Mansion as well now. Oh, a Haunted Mansion. That sounds sweet. Spooky Mansion? Spooky Mansion. Okay. The music for Spooky Mansion is wonderful. I love it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check this out later. You should. Uh, so speaking of announcements, um, uh, Pokemon Company International has announced that they will be at Jump Festa, um, and so what that is, and they also hinted that there might be a possible announcement at Jump Festa, uh, and so this is obviously pretty big, uh, you know, and speculation being speculation. But what do you guys think this could possibly be? This upcoming announcement. Ruby Sapphire remakes. I know people are going to complain, but I don't care. I think they're coming. 2012 is going to be the 10th anniversary. That would be... I've actually... I hope that is it, because I never got the chance to play uh, Ruby Sapphire legitly. So, I hope that's what it is. Because I I, I feel like I can't enjoy the games unless I play them with a handheld device. Mm -hmm. Or Grey. Or Pokemon Grey. But it seems it could be gray. That. It seems too soon for that, though. Yeah, that just came. And how long was the difference between um, Pearl and two years? Which is it, what yeah. it would be if it were released, released next year. Yes, it would be two years if it comes out in in twenty in, you know twenty twelve, just in time for the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare your the world thoughts. will end before we get Ruby Sapphire. How about that? <laughs> So it could be gray. I will admit that that's a second possibility because the anime is moving things. I mean, Satoshi's going to get his fifth badge in January, so they could be moving things along so they can do 
another arc about the third game when he's done with the league, but I still think Ruby Sapphire is more probable. I really do hope it is Ruby and Sapphire because I I could never get in Generation 3. It, it's probably because I never played the game, so I could just never get into it. So I do, and I think it would, you know, Generation 3 seems to be the the least favorite of a lot of people. So maybe this would build it up. And uh, Pokemon Centers in Japan just did a, um, they're doing a new Pokemon time, and it's all, most. I, th- yeah, I think it's all Generation 3 stuff. So that could be something. Well, I think that Hikari going to Hoenn in her little special could also have been a hint. I guess we'll see. I forgot about that. Yeah, which I don't know why the dub hasn't aired those yet, but that might be why she went off to Hoenn. Well, if you, well, if you, well it was either Hoenn or Johto, really. I mean, yeah, and they already covered Johto with the other remake, so now it's time to do the next they batch. Covered, they covered Johto in four episodes. It doesn't seem. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> con- considering we had Hoenn then Kanto again that spanned for like a year and a half to I don't remember what it was, but um I don't know. I mean, she could have stayed in Kanto and do or not stay, but she could have went to Kanto next. Well, she could have gone to Kanto next because they actually have contests there. Mm-hmm. But I think she might have been more inspired by May, and it might not have been so much a uh, hint. No, she Haruka didn't really come up at all, though. Well, no, she didn't come up at all. But when when Dawn and May had actually met, you know, Dawn was suddenly turned into her number one fangirl. That yeah, I don't think that was why, though. Well, you never know. I mean, they th- that was also like the birthplace of contests, for, you know, f- it, mm-hmm. for us. Not I think for- it was more, yeah, I think it was more like, well, no, you the anime The anime officially stated that Hoenn is where contests originated. So it's right. not just for us. All right, so that might have been some, something like a, a jumping point. For maybe for Dawn anyway, but it, it, I mean it, it could easily well be they could have you know set it up as something like you know to the side, or set it up as you know you know the possibility that it might happen. But at the mm-hmm. same time, if if Jump Fest if the Jump Fest reveals that there is going to be some sort of new game for the fall, um, there is no real way to predict what between Grey and between Ruby Sapphire remakes, there's no way to actually predict what it would be. It's just more hope. Because if you consider that um, during Generation 3, the remakes came before Emerald was released, but during Generation 4, um, Platinum came out before the remakes did, it's any, it's any kind of game right at the moment. So They've been hyping Generation 5 so much. That's what kind of makes me think it would... I mean, I'm not saying I, w- I don't want Ruby Sapphire fakes because I do so bad. But <laughs> that's what makes me think it would it might gray. It's because they have been hyping this generation so much. Well, if you consider from uh, one of the previous news, uh, something that we had covered in the past, the um, Pokemon Gray... Um, the website for it. Yeah, th- that the trademark for that. That might... You know, and we haven't, no one's really brought up any sort, like, no one's been paying attention, you know, saying, oh my god, we've got, like, possible Ruby Sapphire names here, like, they, they might have done, like, they did with um, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, you know, various little nicknames and stuff like that they might have used for the trademarks. So, um, no one figured out Heart Gold, Soul Silver, though. Oh, no, that, 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 that's because that wasn't any of the trademarks at the time. Yeah. I well, know, yeah. so fair, this gray trademark might not mean anything. No, it might not mean anything. To but be if, fair, they also own Pokemon Brown. Yeah, they've owned, they've owned <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> Brown for years. Yeah, so... Everything is a Badoof. And they have, like, Opal and I don't know what else. They probably just get domain names just to get them. So some, Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, if you think, but at the same time, they really haven't trademarked any domain names yet for Ruby and Sapphire. I mean, if uh, if it was, they probably would have, you know, started doing that now. But do you think they, okay, like Heart Gold and Soul Silver, they named them Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Do you right. think that they put another prefix before Ruby and Sapphire? Throw people yeah, off? They will. They'll, they'll do something for they it. They will. They'll be cute. Maybe they'll be cute about it. Maybe they won't make it a prefix. Maybe it'll be a, maybe it'll be a suffix. Ooh, now you're thinking. 
<laughs> I have no other- idea what it would be, like uh, Ruby something and Sapphire something, but let's get a suffix in here. Come on. Yeah, let's be different. Ruby. Change it up in here. I don't, I don't know what could come after Ruby. They already did heart and soul. Well, um, well, oh. well, what, what was in the third again? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like, um, uh, well, okay. Landscape and, you know, Sapphire yeah, like escape, Magma and Aqua were the two things, so maybe they'll do something with that. You yeah. know, they'll call it, I, I don't know. Magma like, rubies. No, maybe they'll maybe be like, blatant, but maybe Ruby, Ruby Magma. Sapphire Aqua. Maybe <laughs> 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 they'll be like be fire. And um, Sapphire. They already did fire though. Fire, fire, fire red and Because we, we re, cause, yeah, fire red F R and then we're gonna have Ruby Fire and then be R F and that's <laughs> not Oh yeah, that won't be confusing at all. On the other hand, we could do Ruby Flame and get away with it. Yeah. See ah! and the other thing, you know, I was just thinking with uh May and, the, and talking about the contest with Dawn and everything. Do you think contest will be more of a big deal if they remake uh, these? Because I mean, yeah, the contest stats are still in Gen Five, so they yeah, can do I, that. Because because contests, I mean, I messed around with them a little bit in the games, and I could never get into them. You know, they were kind of boring. They were pretty. They're kind of like the musicals. You know, they're kind of whole. Well, the contests were a little bit more. You could do more with them, you know. They have like and the anime got me all excited for contests in the games, and I play them. It's like that's it. There's yeah, no battling rounds. Oh, well, obviously they had to make the uh, anime battling for in the contest. Well, not not they had to actually add something that made it. You know, people got people excited because people watched for the gym battles because you know the fight. If the contest is all about swirling and twirling and <laughs> sparkles, yeah, sparkles. I, I really enjoy contest battles, and it's disappointing that there's no game equivalent to that. That's. I hope they do hype that. That would be really cool to be able to do, and especially if they do it on the 3DS. Yeah, like, that would be awesome. If that they if they went all out with the animation on that, that would be so cool. A little more interactivity would be nice. They um. Yeah. They tried Especially if you could like do it competitively online, that'd be so cool. <laughs> Competitive <laughs> contest, that would they, be awesome. They did try and do something like that with um, you know, musicals. Um, you could do it over the Wi-Fi, but only with people that you knew and stuff. No one likes musicals though. They're I stupid. Like the musical don't. The musicals. Yes. I like. To, I, I the like musicals. what they are. They could have been much better. They're so dull. Yeah, they are. They're dull. so. I, mean, I like, just like. I just like dressing up my Pokemon and making them look stupid. <laughs> like I always give them like the pimp cane and the smiley face thing, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, look at you go!" And then I leave. <laughs> and then He's like, oh, my God, "I loved your performance." Fairies <laughs> in the musical and totally humiliating them. Come on, it's the best experience <laughs> ever. <laughs> like watching Rishiram on stage dressed up as like you know tuxedo mask. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh man, go and you win the contest, and I uploaded that stuff onto the Wi-Fi, and you're stuck there forever, man. <laughs> I, I'm not too, I'm not too hopeful for a Ruby Sapphire remake or a Gray announcement here, because I mean, I'm probably a bit skeptical. Um, but remember, I think it was in October or September, we had an announcement that said, oh, you know, you know, I think it was Masuda's going to make an announcement on. This and it ended up being Rumble Blast. Um, okay, I played Rumble Blast when I uh, was at Comic Con, and I didn't understand it at all. Like I ran around as a little Pokeboo, and I like ran into things, and I was like, "What? What do I do in this game?" <laughs> and side games had to be taken a little bit um, with a grain of salt, but uh, it was cutesy. Like it was definitely cute. The animation, like the gameplay, was nice. Like the the graphics were pretty cool for what it was, but I I couldn't get into it. I, I guess maybe I'm more of a classical Pokemon fan, you know. Like I like the journey and I like the battles and I like that whole thing. Mm. Uh, maybe I mean because Black and Heart Gold and I were all announced in the late winter, so late late winter for the Northern Hemisphere, so uh, February, January, March time. May give it a couple months and maybe I think they'll announce something, but if they're, I don't, I think it'll probably just be like. A, a new mystery dungeon? 
That would be cool. Yoshi would like that. But yeah. um, uh, da, 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 da. I'm expecting a mystery dungeon for the fifth generation, so I yeah. would not be shocked if that was it. I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. I would like that too because I, I never played mystery dungeon, but I know a lot of people really like it. So I'd like to try it. Well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. I don't. I'm gonna get hung, you know, by certain people, but um. I'm not really into it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to go back to the same thing that I said before, but please give me something like Pokemon Snap. Please give me the yes. update for yes. that. I don't know yes. why yes. I haven't done that. It's so obvious. I love That is one of my all-time favorite Pokemon games. It's so straightforward. It's so awesome, Have though. Have star shooty. Everyone will buy it. No, yes. it won't, yes. won't star sh- I mean... It should. Know. It'll be funny. We can go on, on the journey from Shooty's perspective. Just Who take my buy that. Take Facebook pictures of your journey. Come yeah. on, it'll be awesome. Why can't Look they? Look how do- stupid ashes take pictures of him. Tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> can't open his eyes. You dumb boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I totally. Oh my god, if it's a Pokemon Snap, oh my body is ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and could you imagine it for a ds too like maybe they'll work in that what is it called when you can take like real-time pictures and you'll just be walking around and there'll be a pokemon just appearing like on your i don't know like you'll be walking around in your house and oh a pokemon take a picture <laughs> he's so sweet <laughs> so yeah there's um, the announcement is upcoming but I, I, I'm I'm cynical. You guys seem fairly optimistic about it. We'll see. We'll see when Jump Festa happens, and we will talk about it then. Um, but now I I think it's time for us to wrap up. Before we go, uh, Christmas contests are here. Woo! Go enter, everyone. All of them, you lazy bums. All <laughs> enter all of the contests. Hopefully, so, this won't be out by the time they're over. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. But most of them, most of them will run until roughly Christmas or a little bit before or after. Um, uh, so, and most of the most of the major sections on um, the forums have one. Bulba News has one. Bulbapedia uh, has one, um, and Bulbacast has one. And I'm giving this one special consideration because I run this, and you're listening to it. So, if you are interested in potentially appearing on Bulbacast or having your segment played on Bulbacast, please enter it uh, and do that. The Cami Trio are airing on December 15th and 22nd. Uh, Correction. 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 The Cami Trio are airing on the 15th and 22nd of December, not next year. Not Um, whatever Masashi said. She was wrong. <laughs> so I think I'd like to give a, a shout out to Parmalee for recording this and putting up with me and me. Um, and, us. and I'd, I'd like to <laughs> no, also, also give PP and Steve a giant shout out for putting up with me and me again. And so, I th- but otherwise, I think that's about it. Uh, have a good night, everyone.